Welcome to this podcast on themes and decisions in UK financial services enforcement. I'm Sharon Grennan, a knowledge lawyer at Freshfields, and I'm joined by Tom Clark, a partner in our financial institutions disputes practice. Tom, what can we say about financial services enforcement overall in 2021? Thanks, Sharon. So the overall number in terms of monetary value anyway of FCA regulatory enforcement fines in 2021 brought the number back a bit closer to the levels we saw in 2019, but about the same number of fines as we saw last year. The overall number, however, is significantly increased when you take into account the landmark fine imposed against NatWest after the FCA's first criminal prosecution of a bank under the money laundering regulations. So financial crime has remained a big focus for the FCA, but we've also seen fines in other areas, familiar areas too, including market conduct and uh, interactions with retail customers. But it's also important to have a look at the FCA's own data on its investigations to see what might be in the pipeline as well. So the top five cases at the end of the 2020-21 financial year is the same. So authorised businesses, as usual, are at the top. Then retail conduct, insider dealing, pensions advice and financial crime. But what we have seen is that there has been a uh, reduction in the number of open investigations from a high point in 2019, which indicates that the FCA may have been closing more investigations and many without a public uh, enforcement outcome. And just as a little footnote here, really, and for looking at the bigger picture, although we're going to be focusing today on the FCA's enforcement activity, it's we'd be remiss not to note that the PRA also imposed two penalties in the last year, including its highest ever fine in a PRA-only enforcement case. As you mentioned, Tom, financial crime and money laundering in particular has been a perennial theme for the FCA, which seems to have played out in enforcement in 2021. Tom, are you able to mention some of the key decisions and themes in this area? So financial crime is a perennial topic for the FCA and last year was no exception. The key development has been the NatWest case, which is the FCA's first criminal prosecution of a bank, first prosecution for offences under the money laundering regulations, which I think is a really landmark decision and probably the most notable development um, that we're going to be talking about today. So NatWest pleaded guilty and they were sentenced to a fine of £264.8 million. Um, The charges related to failings in the monitor of a commercial customer, which was a buyer and seller of gold. Uh, The failings included the adequacy of investigations into suspicions reported by employees uh, and the bank's automated transaction monitoring system. This was, importantly, though, a case which involved actual underlying money laundering. Separate to that, as in previous years, the FCA continues to use its civil enforcement powers to investigate and take action uh, in systems and control cases which don't involve actual money laundering, but rather the risk of money laundering. So back in April last year, Mark Stewart, the head of enforcement, said that the FCA had 42 open investigations, 25 against firms, 
relating to weaknesses in AML systems and controls. Uh, so those remarks suggest that there are likely to be more of those cases to come in 2022. The FCA also expects firms to undertake due diligence on transactions to avoid other financial crime risks, such as corruption or tax evasion schemes. And we saw that in the penalty of 147.2 million that the FCA imposed on Credit Suisse for due diligence failings relating to loans and a related bond exchange for infrastructure projects for the government of Mozambique. And finally, we've also seen the FCA publishing decisions on COMEX or withholding tax schemes. And there were two decisions from the FCA on that last year. Other than financial crime, what did the FCA focus on in the wholesale markets last year? So in the wholesale markets, we have continued to see a steady stream of insider dealing prosecutions as we have in previous years. And the FCA has also continued to use its civil enforcement powers. So that's illustrated, for example, by the decision to impose a ban and a market abuse penalty of £52,500 on Adrian Horn, who undertook a series of 129 wash trades. The fact that there was no profit identified from the trading didn't deter the FCA from taking action But I think one thing that's notable about this case is that Mr Horn obtained a 25% mitigation discount for cooperation. The FCA noted he made significant admissions to his employer and the FCA earlier in the investigation in a voluntary interview, which significantly expedited the FCA's investigation. The FCA has also focused on a range of issues in fund management. They decided to impose a penalty of four. 2.8 million on Bluecrest Capital Management for failing to manage conflicts of interest. What's interesting about that case is it's um, the firm took the relatively unusual step of referring the case directly to the upper tribunal, which is a relatively new right. In another enforcement action involving conflicts of interest, the FCA fined JM International Management £9.1 million and Timothy Hayward £230,000. There is relatively limited public information on those cases pending the resolution of third-party rights issues. But as I said, the case particularly focused on management of conflicts of interest. Turning to the retail sector, in 2020, the FCA focused heavily on the fair treatment of customers in financial difficulty. What has the FCA focused on in 2021? So the FCA has committed to be more proactive in protecting customers and to use a range of tools to do so. In terms of enforcement, the largest outcome Um, was a penalty of £90.7 million on Lloyds Bank General Insurance and other group companies for Principle 3 and Principle 7 breaches in relation to home insurance renewal letters. Uh, The FCA found that the wording was not clear, fair and not misleading and that procedures to review the communications were not adequate. The FCA has also, over a number of years, focused on fraudulent investment schemes and obtained redress for customers where possible, and has also focused on tackling poor investment and pensions advice from authorised firms. Although the FCA aims to be tougher on financial professionals and keep them to high standards, 
the FCA faced a couple of setbacks in tribunal decisions in 2021. Tom, are you able to comment on those decisions? Yes, um, that's right, Sharon. Cut to two cases that have both gone to the tribunal, which have particularly focused on attempts by the FCA to extend sanctions for misconduct for those working in the regulated sector arising from conduct taking place outside of work. So the first case involved an individual called John Frensham, who was a financial advisor and was convicted of an offence that did not involve dishonesty. And the FCA decides to ban him from working in the financial sector. The offence involved abuse of trust of a child and the argument was that that indicated there was a risk of abuse of trust in his work as a financial advisor. The Apple Tribunal determined that the FCA wasn't able to draw this analogy to justify a prohibition. Ultimately, a prohibition was imposed, but that was on the basis of the individual's concealment of a number of matters from the FCA and his conduct during the tribunal hearing rather than any lack of integrity justified by the original offence. The other case involved an individual called Stuart Forsyth. The allegation was that he had shown a lack of integrity by deliberately allocating an excessive amount of his remuneration to his wife for administrative and other duties to reduce his own tax liability, um, and had concealed this from the remuneration committee, amongst other claims that were made. The upper tribunal rejected all of the allegations made, although they did acknowledge that the legitimate arrangement should have been better documented. What's also notable about this decision is that the tribunal criticised the FCA and PRA for serious issues in their disclosure and other investigation processes. What are your predictions for enforcement activity going forward? So I think there's been a fair amount of consistency in the FCA's areas of focus in recent years. And I think we can expect that to continue with financial crime, market conduct and consumer protection being likely candidates for fines this year. We may also in particular see more activity around fund management and pensions advice following the reviews undertaken by the FCA. The FCA published the policy statements on its proposals to move some decisions away from the RDC, uh, and that has now come into effect. That may have an impact on the speed of contested enforcement cases going forward, because a number of supervisory decisions in particular now have been moved away from the RDC. But it should nonetheless be borne in mind that the partial settlement option has led to more firms challenging aspects of a case for example, on penalty alone through the RDC, where in the past they may have settled at stage one. In the longer term, it's probably also worth mentioning the new consumer duty that the FCA is considering imposing. Um, And once that comes into effect, we may see more retail sector investigations and enforcement focused on that GC and allegations that the firms in question may have fallen below the expected standard of care. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find other financial services, blogs, articles and podcasts on freshfields.com.